Seasons greetings. Happy New Year. Welcome to Safe Dividend Investing's podcast number 96 on December 28th of 2022. Today I'll be answering five interesting questions received in the last week. For all those who have inquired, my latest book, New York Stock Exchange's 106 Best High Dividend Stocks, became available in December as an ebook and a print book. Go to Amazon.com backslash DP backslash 199991980085 to order. Question number one. How can I choose the best broker or investment advisor? The interesting question is how do you determine best? To the financial institution that the broker works for, it is the broker who brings the most money into the firm. Probably their best broker would be your worst broker. The money must come from somewhere and the broker is being paid to transfer money from the client's pockets to the employer's pockets. You can ask your friends who their broker is and if they think their broker is good, but how do they determine good? Supposedly, a good return on a managed portfolio is about 4% a year. If you ask your friends how much money they've lost this year, you may find that few have realized 4% in this down market. Perhaps the best broker is the one who charges the least for his service. But that is a questionable benefit. A broker can put $1 million of your savings into a mutual fund and charge you 1% for the next 25 years and do nothing to earn that 1% except occasionally whining and dining you. After 25 years, the broker would have received $250,000 of your money with the likelihood that the portfolio you have been living off of in your retirement has probably shrunk rather than gained. The best broker in the stock market is you. I learned this the hard way. I became very serious about investing in the stock market when at 60 years of age, not in great health, retired, responsible for others, and realizing that my investment advisor had lost $300,000 of my life savings. My future was looking very bleak. This is when necessity became the mother of invention. I realized two things. One, that I was a fool to have entrusted my investing to anyone but myself. And two, that I had four decades of commercial risk experience. I suddenly realized investing in stocks is just another form of commercial risk. I quickly designed stock scoring software, took back what is left of my savings, and invested it in the 20 best financially strong high dividend stocks that my scoring software pointed me to. It worked. My problem was solved. My portfolio grows every year, year after year, despite the generous dividends I take out of it each year. I know exactly what I invested in, which is something you cannot say about a mutual fund. 
The scoring system shows me why I am invested in the stock. The expense of the $9 per stock it cost me to purchase each of these 20 stocks was irrelevant. I rarely make a change to my portfolio. I doubt the self-directed service I use makes $20 a year from me. I only share my capital gain and dividend income with the person who cares the most about managing the portfolio. That person is me. Being a self-directed investor is not difficult if you keep your investing simple, easy to understand, and logical. Anyone can do it. It is just a matter of being shown how to do it. Do not be surprised if you find that no investment advisor is about to show you how to do it. They are not about to give off the gravy train their clients have created for them. This is assuming they would even know how to find the 20 financially strongest, safest companies paying the highest dividends. The ones I've met would not have a clue as to how to do it. In my website, you can find where to find all the information you need to quickly make wise, informed investment decisions. Question number two. For my retirement, what is the best investment strategy? Should I invest more in my equity mutual funds? Is there an investment horizon increases? Or should I switch to debt mutual funds once the fund's total reaches its target amount? After losing $300,000 in mutual funds 20 years ago, I had had enough of the investment advisor who had got me into mutual funds. I figured there had to be a better, safer way to invest. I set out to learn how to become a successful, self-directed investor. If you go to my website, you should get some insights as to how to easily find financially strong stocks paying high dividends that will make you a successful, self-directed investor. Most banks provide self-directed investment services where the most of you will ever have to pay is a one-time charge of no more than $9, whether you buy $100,000 or $100 worth of a stock. Some financial institutions charge nothing. Rather than mutual funds, it is safer for you to build a portfolio made up of 20 financially strong, diverse companies paying high dividends. Yes, such stocks do exist, despite what your financial advisor will tell you. When you buy such a stock, you know exactly what you have bought, why you have bought it, and the one-time cost is negligible. When you buy funds, the brokers and the fund company will devour 2% to 4% of your portfolio every year. Furthermore, mutual funds are not the safest investment vehicle they are promoted to be. When you buy a fund, you are buying a fuzzy investment, which sounds good, but you really do not know what you are buying. Even if you ever did, it is something that can be changed instantly by the fund company without your input. 
Financial advisors want you to believe that you are buying the fund for safety and diversity. What you are really doing is giving the fund managers your money to use without any restraints. You could have read the fund's prospectus, but few investors do. You are investing without really knowing what fees, bonuses, charges, and commissions you agree to pay every year that you own this fund. Prospectus's terms are deliberately hidden and not easy to find. When you do find them, you'll have great difficulty interpreting the legalese. There are thousands of funds available. It is a competitive marketplace. It requires great marketing skills to get investors to part with their money. Funds are created to make fund companies rich. The fund will make money whether you do or you do not. A million dollars stuck in a fund that is supposedly charging 1% management fees over 25 years each year will cost you a minimum of $250,000 if you are lucky, but probably twice that amount or more. This is the money that could have enriched your portfolio. A 4% gain each year is considered good for a fund. I know it is possible as a self-directed investor to realize an annual 6% dividend income each year, plus realize a 13% gain in share values increases in a portfolio of 20 carefully chosen financially strong stocks paying high dividends. If you invest the dividends, you can expect to double your portfolio in less than five years. If the typical fund is only returning 4% every year, where do you think the rest of the money that flows into the fund is going? I hope that I've made you think long and hard about what is best for your retirement portfolio. I only wish I had read something like this before I naively entrusted my life savings to a financial advisor. Question number three. How can you read financial news without getting emotional about it? When I read and watch the financial news, I do not get emotional because I understand that the news is aimed at speculators. I am not a speculator. I am only concerned about the profitability of companies. Profits are derived from the wise revenue and expense decisions made by the executives of a company. From profits come dividends. I only invest in financially strong companies paying high dividends. I can see dividend payments going back for decades. I like to invest in companies whose dividend payouts have risen steadily and constantly for many many years. Many rise even during market crashes when their share prices will decline. I also track share prices and can see that the share prices of strong, profitable companies that declined in a market crash 
rose again to new record highs. I live off my six-digit dividend income. I do not need to speculate. I do not need to be checking my stocks daily. I can go for a year without changing a stock in my portfolio. Thus, as the newspapers excitedly report on every twitch in a large popular company's share price, which sends the speculators into a frenzy of trading activity, from the research I constantly do for my investment books, I know that many of these companies often have low operating margins and pay no or low dividends. They hold zero interest for me as an investment. I recognize that this excitement helps sell media advertising and is encouraged by the financial industry who make money on the trading transactions. Every year for 20 years, my dividend income and the value of my portfolio increases. I do not understand why the typical investor is a speculator who thinks the stock market is a casino. It isn't, and the vast majority of speculators lose money. I achieved financial independence many years ago, adding several million dollars to my portfolio's total is not going to enrich the quality of my life. Question number four. In December 2022, are you buying as prices are too low to resist or selling out because you can't take losses any longer? Or are you waiting for the right time to get in or still holding as prices are too low to sell? 100% of my diversified portfolio is in financially strong, high-dividend stocks with long histories of ever-increasing share prices and dividend payments. My portfolio is 500% larger than when I started investing about 20 years ago. I've been through the 2008 and 2020 market crashes and have never saw a need to sell. Markets go up. Markets go down. I rarely sell a stock from one year to the next. I live off my six-digit dividend income, which grows every year. Profits from which dividends are paid are not connected to the fluctuations of share prices caused by speculators. I have no intention of selling anything. I know from experience that share prices, which are down from earlier in the year, will once again rise to new record highs as they always have before. How long this takes does not really matter. The companies are all financially strong. My dividend income exceeds my needs, and I will again be investing the surplus into my portfolio of strong stocks in mid-January, after this tax year is over. I try to keep 5% of my portfolio in each stock. Question number five. There are many books on investing and trading. Why aren't most people interested in the stock market? 
People read what they are interested in. The stock market is viewed as something that foolish speculators are involved in and rich people. If you are neither foolish nor rich, which is the greatest majority of people, you read what you are interested in, which may be sports, fiction, travel, and such. You might say all people are interested in making money. True, but there are so many stories of people losing money in the stock market that it is regarded as dangerous. Putting your money in real estate or bank savings account is seen as being safer and easier. People fear the unknown and follow the path of least resistance. The predatory habits of investment advisors also discourage any strong desire to invest in the stock market. The investment advisors are their own worst enemies. They make investing sound complicated and dangerous to justify their presence as the necessary investment guides through the minefields of investing. If anyone could make money investing, why would you need an investment advisor. Interestingly, with just a little effort, anyone can generate wealth and income if self-directed investors, without having an investment advisor helping themselves to thousands of dollars of your savings every year that you are involved with them. Self-directed investing is not dangerous if you keep your investing simple by financially strong companies who've paid ever-increasing dividends for years. Unfortunately, no one is showing investors how to identify financially strong companies and how easy it is to buy their shares. Instead, you're flooded daily with ads directing you to investment advisors who you are told are the only ones that can possibly manage your savings. This is self-serving nonsense. You are just as capable as any investment advisor to manage your money well. Thanks for listening. If you wish more information on investing and stock scoring, please visit my website, www.saferbetterdividendinvesting.com.